yeah, it's been a while. And I promise I'm I'm back for good. Had some things come up. If you remember the last time we spoke, it was right around the air quotes insurrection. <laughs> it was January 5th. It's been over, what is that, eight months? And uh, I'll explain why I dropped away, why things will be better, why I'm back. Um, it is... It is definitely a good time to, to bring the show back. My my commitment will be four days per week, per seven-day week, probably more. So four shows at least. I've got the preparation down, have the tools, the talent, and it's going to be explicit. I don't know if I've updated the podcast yet, but I can't go through this shit and share anything about this shit if I can't say shit. <laughs> Before... It was the PG, PG-13 setting, and that's not possible for me anymore. Um, so, um, what happened? Well, we had this debacle that was the election. To close that out, there was clearly cheating. There was manipulation that involved taking advantage of COVID. We saw that. The worst example was in Nevada, where they sent everybody and their mother two ballots. And, of course, since then, the thing that did hold true... Obviously, the election wasn't overturned. I think in my learning from that, I knew in the back of my head it probably wasn't going to happen. It's not something I would have bet serious money on. But the investigation into it, what was allowed to happen, keep in mind the press called it the big lie from day one, even though 5,000 plus people provided sworn testimony to what they saw and experienced. So under penalty of perjury, these average Americans must have lied, according to your media. And so we saw it all fall apart, but Arizona's continuing, Wisconsin's continuing. And what's nice is these Republican states are changing their laws if they've got a Republican governor. So we have all these Republican legislatures, but it won't happen in places like Wisconsin or Pennsylvania. But it happened in in Georgia, it happened in Texas, it happened in Arizona, and it's going to happen in a few other states, but two of those, Arizona and Georgia, are critical wins, right? Election security is needed, and unless there's some pandemic excuse, the Democrats won't be able to pull off the same structure that they did before. So things are moving well. I'll continue to follow that, but today's big news and the big news of the last eight days is the complete collapse in Afghanistan, which was predicted in intelligence briefings for weeks now. Biden's administration knew this. So when they their, their released approved statement of, we're just surprised how fast the Taliban moved. You guys are fucking kidding me, right? I mean, that's the best you have. The Taliban are masters of propaganda. They learn from their communist enemy. Half of them are still communists. And they knew how to leverage this. They waited until our withdrawal started, the one that Biden's administration advertised. Hey, guys, by the way, we're leaving starting early August, just to let you know. So when you're ready to come in and change the drapes, we'll be out of your way by August 15th. Well, the Taliban didn't wait as these intel idiots thought they would. They thought this would take place over weeks. It would be quiet. and It would allow the Biden administration to scare us about COVID. That's really what they want to focus on. They want us ignoring this, <laughs> which won't happen. They've successfully helped some people ignore the border crisis because that is the press colluding with them. 
Hopefully that changes. It won't. I'm hopeful that some of that changes a little bit with this complete meltdown in Afghanistan. But now Biden has to actually lead, which he can't. He just got off the microphone, so I just heard his speech. I wanted to wait till after he addressed the nation. He waited 72 hours. I mean, this cowardly, feeble old man, this houseplant, they finally wound him up for a 10-minute speech, which he was 15 minutes late for. He came out and poorly read the teleprompter. He's so feeble and so decrepit, the Crypt Keeper can't even read the teleprompter well. And all he could do was point fingers and give us a history lesson on why we should be pulling out. Dumbass, it's about how you fucked it up. You turned a withdrawal into a retreat. And so this doddering old fool has actually managed to lose CNN. Jake Tapper ripped him after this speech. I mean, Jake Tapper hates Donald Trump. He does not like Republicans. He is a liberal. He would do anything he could to prop up Biden, literally and figuratively. And even today, that weak-ass 10-minute diatribe where Biden walked off, ran away like an old man at bingo, ditched the press, 10 minutes of nonsense. I mean, we we knew it when he was going to speak. I was looking forward to it. To be clear, I'm not rooting for the guy in any way. I'm not going to play this game where we're going to say, oh, I I want him to be successful because of the President of the United States. I'm going to be very clear. I want him to fail. Not just his ideas. I want this cheating son of a bitch, feeble, old man, racist Democrat to fail. I am against him. And if I can be part of him failing, whether it's this podcast or any other way, I would love to be a part of his failure. He needs to fail. Kamala Harris needs to fail. Nancy Pelosi needs to fail. They're socialists, they're communists, and they're dangerous. And today they lost a bit of the leverage they have with the media. And they lost control of the headlines. Remember, in the last two years, if you said terrorist, you had to say white nationalist. They've crammed it down our throats that white nationalism and COVID are the greatest, not only threats to our health and to our lives, but national security threats. And I'm including COVID. Today, the military released a statement that military members who are not being vaccinated are one of their greatest threats. This is what these academics running the military are worried about. This and critical race theory and sex changes and army recruiting videos with little girls with two moms in Santa Monica who's proud of how she marched for rights with police protection and then joined the army because it's a calling. And she doesn't have to hurt people. All she has to do is shoot down mean missiles. You should check that YouTube video out. The army had to cancel comments. It got ripped so bad. It's it's horrifying. But staying on topic, which I try to do, I promise, Biden has lost, he's lost the message. He knows it. That's why he waited. Kamala Harris, there's multiple sources saying she's throwing fits dropping F-bombs, you know, classy, sassy Kamala. She's getting down with it now because her political career has taken a massive hit. It might not be recoverable. It shouldn't be because she's fucking retarded. She's an idiot. She's a stupid woman. I'm saying this objectively. All you have to do is listen to her speak. She banged Willie Brown to get her job in San Francisco. So let's keep it real here. This is all she had was an image. She can't ever fix this. She doesn't have the qualities.
She doesn't have the tools. She's a dimwit. And now she tied her boat to a larger-than-life feeble dimwit who's been an idiot for 46 years, who was never supposed to win. COVID won this for Biden. Say what you want about the voting, the ballots. None of it would have been remotely close or could have happened without a pandemic. Biden was nominated as a nod to the elder statesman. He's not somebody they thought could win. Uh, The guy in South Carolina, the representative, James Clyburn, pulled it out for Biden when he was falling apart. And I mean, he had he has B-list staffers. I know one of them. These guys are dolts. The best thing this guy ever did was play football. He works for him. All right, he's thick. This you're not a, if you're an A-lister in Washington, you don't you don't work for Joe Biden's campaign, the perpetual VP. Well, now he's now he's hurting. Now they're gonna they're gonna twist the message. They're gonna talk about how this was unexpected. Like billions of dollars are paid to the Intel Intel community to provide all potential options. So this should have been one on the table. Mitch McConnell's already released a statement saying that he and many others expressed fear of this very occurrence, of this very situation happening. It's not it's not that much of a surprise. I mean, these guys are Islamofascists, all right? I mean, the best visual is the CNN reporter yesterday in her blouse and her normal attire with her hair done reporting from the street. And today she's burkaed up. I mean, she's looking like Ilion Omar on her best day in all black. Like we're not talking fashionable burka, something that Louis Vuitton threw together in solidarity or Nike in all their inclusion in sports. This is a shitty looking black burka. All right. Salvation Army level burka. And she's towing the line, stunning and brave. And one of her comments, and this is a quote from the CNN field reporter, they're chanting death to America, but otherwise seem friendly. I might be paraphrasing, but you probably heard it. CNN's trying to kill the clip. Twitter won't let them. It's been retweeted like a million times. It's, it's falling apart. And so now CNN and the press, those bastards have to look in the mirror because they help cause this. If we had a real press corps, they would have been asking the questions that the Republicans have had to ask behind closed doors instead of fondling Joe Biden in places he probably doesn't want to talk about because that has been a love fest just like it was for Barack Obama when a reporter literally asked Barack, how is it for you the first days? How are you feeling? That's a, that was a real question that came from the press room in the White House to, to good old Barry. Joe Biden's had the same protection. He doesn't do unscheduled or open press conferences. I think he's done two since he's inaugurated because he can't, because he has dementia, because he's hurting. He needs care. He needs a sweater and a wheelchair. And this is the worst. This is their worst nightmare. His team, his people close to him are trying to make him president now. This is one of those events that requires reaction and unscheduled words and strength and speaking to the American people. And this old fart, all he could do was read a teleprompter again. And he did a shitty job at it too. So what we're in now is a situation where we can kind of enjoy ourselves. I want to authorize everybody to have some fun here. I mean, enjoy it, right? 
this is uh, this is our chance. I'm talking about being opportunistic. So as Biden loses, and I'm going to just refer to Biden as the leftist establishment because he's really not him, right? He's like the cyborg um, that is being run by all of these academic puppets and the Jen Psaki types. Boy, she's something. Um, so here's our opportunity. And first of all, Republicans have to be everything the opposite of Liz Cheney, right? This is not a chance for neocons to come in and say, well, we're sending 6,000 troops now because that's what Biden's doing. <laughs> Went from 2,600 now where there's going to be 6,000 uh, helping people retreat. It's no longer withdrawal. We don't need those Republicans. We need Tom Cotton. We need, um, you know, McCarthy, those guys, right? We need Crenshaw. We need, um, you know, I'll even take Kristen Cinema, a Democrat, to get involved here, you know, putting aside the social issues, right? Let's call this out because the Republicans can really come back in the way of Trump and really in a Trump 2.0 here and say, okay, this is, we now know at home and abroad what terrible leadership looks like. And as Joe Biden tweeted in July of last year, you won't be hearing any, you know, any bad tweets from me. So the idiots who voted for Biden voted out mean tweets. And what we have are terrible results, actual adult results here, right? We have adults masquerading as leaders who were elected on good fields, right? Restoring dignity. I mean, that's that was their entire campaign slogan was about dignity. Unfortunately, their foreign policy was a slogan. There's nothing here. It's, we need to get out. We need to, you know, we don't need anybody there anymore. I, I don't want anybody in Afghanistan, but a small 2,000 member security force to keep a global Islamic caliphate from forming, which had formed in Syria with ISIS, which Trump helped take down. Well, now we have it in Afghanistan. And it's the OG caliphate, the Taliban. And Al-Qaeda already came out today. Their spokesperson said, we've just been waiting. Dog, we've been waiting on the stoop. We knew you guys would leave. We knew, we knew when Biden was elected, we were in good shape. He wouldn't have the stomach for this. So remember back in the day when we used to attack these terrorists abroad and all our leftist mealy mouth friends, air quotes friends, talked about how that's going to be recruiting. We're going to help them recruit. That's all this is going to do is empower them and embolden them. What do you think a retreat of the United States does for recruiting? I think it kind of emboldens them. It's precisely why the Taliban waited until we started the withdrawal to start their attack. They were going to wait till we were gone. They started it to make it look like they rolled in with their flag. And now we have an actual insurrection. And now we can chat a little bit about January 6th, which has been crammed down our throats as if it was the War of 1812. And you had a bunch of goofballs who, if you remember back in January, I was kind of laughing at it on the 5th. I mean, people needed their voices heard, and I did not feel bad, and I still don't feel bad, that government elite, elitist members of Congress were nervous, were a little scared. This is what happens when you fuck around, and then you find out. And of course, they shot an innocent woman through the glass, and you know they've justified that, even though if you find a cop that shoots a thug armed with an AR-15. That, that's horrifying. Why didn't you shoot him in the leg? But you can smoke an unarmed white girl, an unarmed member of the Air Force, as she crawls through a door. Oh, no. Not one person was armed in that insurrection. 
What we have now is an opportunity to show people how stupid they are, again, when they called it an insurrection, which no charges have been filed even mentioning the word. When they called it a coup, we actually have one now, you dipshits. This is what it looks like. And there's some great pictures side by side of January 6th and those goofballs in the war paint and that guy with the big, I don't know what they are, those like horns and with his llama outfit or whatever the hell you call it. And on the right, you've got Taliban leaders moving into the Afghani parliament, which we built, which we funded. They're sitting at the version of Pelosi's desk in Kabul. Actual people, good people, people who helped us fight the Taliban, who we've totally abandoned, are being executed in the streets. They're going door to door and asking for people, paying people to out their neighbors who worked with the security forces who helped us. They're being hauled out and shot in the head in front of their families. These are confirmed reports directly from people I know who served in Operation Enduring Freedom. That was the mission. That was the operation uh, that was focused on taking out Al-Qaeda and the Taliban before we kicked off Operation Iraqi Freedom, right? They overlap. Enduring Freedom was the Afghan conflict. All of these people are running for their lives. And as you saw today, they literally ran onto the tarmac in Kabul at the airport. They climbed the planes at least two people have been confirmed falling from landing gear. You can see a picture of one. It brings back images in a horribly ironic way of 9-11 and Americans falling from the Twin Towers with no hope of survival. 20 years later, Joe Biden, in pure incompetence, again, he, he got out there today and defended the why when the issue is how, right? And says the buck stops here but couldn't help himself and had to blame Trump. This is what a piece of shit human being does. And he's not worth anything. He has no business standing where he stands, sleeping where he sleeps. And it's time we take advantage of it. And you'll hear me get really pissed over the next few days if I don't see Republicans hitting him hard, hitting the intel community. It's inexcusable that someone hasn't been fired yet. The head of the CIA or someone from the NSA, the people responsible for the intel, for the people that are paid to come in and brief military leaders on all of the possibilities, had to have lied. There's very substantiated rumors that these people knew this was a likely outcome. McConnell already claimed he predicted it. There's people on record saying, I mean, Dan Crenshaw, the representative, the, the, the wounded warrior, the guy with the eye patch. He's laid it out, and it's true. He said this for a while. He said it when Trump wanted to leave, that we can't completely leave, that we have to have some kind of supporting force there. And all we had to do this time was help them with air support. I mean, the Taliban have some gas-powered vehicles, AK-47s, shoulder-fired missiles, and no women. They're, they're a bunch of repressed, frankly, homosexuals, Okay, I mean, they're big time. Talk to guys who've been over there. They're weird. Only weirdos would believe what these guys believe, right? And what they don't mention is most of the 70, 72 virgins they're going to get in paradise are boys, all right? And I am shameless when I say Islamo-fascists, Wahhabi Islamists are freaks of nature. They're cave dwellers. They have no technology, right? These motherfuckers can't fly a kite. Actually, they're pretty good at it, right? They can fly a kite, right? Great book. But... Planes? No. The shoulder-fired fire, missiles, which are basically rocket-propelled grenades, 
cannot shoot down an F-22, let alone two. Air support would have kept these idiots in their caves. All right? Instead, we just bail. And we leave equipment behind and claim it's for the Afghani military to help them defend. All of it was handed over. Complete loss. This is a defeat. The United States has been defeated by the Taliban. We just lost a war. Albeit 20 years later, but we lost a war. And now we have people already protesting outside the White House. Basically, these are former Afghani citizens, refugees, the State Department's rushing through 30,000 visas. I mean, there are people at the airport. I know someone at the airport in Kabul trying to get out, a member of the military. It's, it's serious. The Taliban still fears us enough to not just roll through and kill everybody because right now is the most ideal hostage, hostage situation for them. This could be Iran all over again. And, and we'll shift gears now to what we're having from a 30,000-foot view. This is Jimmy Carter, the sequel. Joe Biden, knowing it was a possibility, knowing it's something he didn't want to do, couldn't help it. Again, this administration, not just him, not just President Houseplant, they have become Jimmy Carter the sequel. Staggering, rising inflation, gas prices, low morale. This was the big one. Losing abroad, watching an ally fall, doing nothing. I mean, this was over eight days. This wasn't overnight right? Iran happened fast, okay? The mullahs, the extremists, the same type of people, the same bullshit, fucked up Wahhabi Islamist weirdos are doing it in Afghanistan. They've done this before. Iran used to be a modern, vibrant country. Women were actually allowed to speak in public in Iran. They could vote. And for about 20 years, they could in Afghanistan too. And that's all gone. And so what we have is in total view, more so than back in the, in the 70s, before Reagan fixed it by just being there. I mean, Iran sent the hostages home. But we, we watch it now in real time. This isn't just Walter Cronkite telling us at night and editorializing. We see it in real time. CNN can't cover this or cover for Biden. They had to get real about it. This is the worst thing in my lifetime. And really in the last 50 years, we haven't seen a crisis like this going back further since Vietnam. And Biden was dumb enough to say, we're not going to have helicopters lifting people off the roof of the embassy. No dipshit, no Grandpa Joe. They picked him up in the parking lot. As we saw smoke coming from the building because they're burning documents and instituting emergency evacuation procedures. Real shit going down. Because these guys claim they didn't anticipate how fast the Taliban would move. And now he's out there blaming Afghanistan, taking no responsibility. Dude, I get it. We're not going to leave this only up to Afghanistan. But we left basically overnight. And the Taliban knew when we were going to leave. They stood no chance. So either they're an ally or they're not. And so now you've got Biden. He's back in the hole. He's gone. And now we move south to the southern border, which they've successfully ignored for months. And that... That is the media, and they're to blame for a lot of this. So if we hated him before, we need to continue to hate him, and I'm with Trump. They are dangerous because people are fucking stupid. And so a corrupt media can mold these mouth-breathing idiots into actually believing that January 6th was an insurrection, that actually Trump colluded with Russia, that actually uh, COVID is Trump's fault, 
I mean, you won't hear anybody on CNN or MSNBC mention communist China, who's still punishing us with their incompetence and their corruption around COVID, including the World Health Organization. And so now on the southern border, they're claiming basically 80% sometimes, it depends on the batch, but an average of 30% of the people just walking across our southern border are COVID infected. And guys, it's not a hoax. It's a real virus. I've seen it and I'm vaccinated. Now, I'm not into masks. I'm definitely against any kind of mandate because that's anti-American and it goes against the Constitution. And thank God we're fighting it. But also, we can be weird too. And I think we've dug in on this one a little bit. It's your right to not get vaccinated. It's your right to get vaccinated, wear a mask, wear a diaper. I don't give a shit. But at the same time, COVID's a problem. All right, the Delta variant does get people sick. Is it, the, is it as bad as the media has made it? No, probably not. But hospitalizations back up, that's real. Any city you look at, especially the rural ones where people are against vaccinations, that may not be related, but it seems like it is. And so now we've got a president claiming he gives a shit about COVID, claiming he cares, but allowing people to come from a third world country and around, around the world through that third world country infected and walking right onto the streets. So this hypocrisy is why no one cares. I'm not participating in any mandates or following any new rules. When out on the other side of their speeches, the Democrats are cheering all of these potential Democrat voters coming in. That's what this is all about. I guarantee these people are getting registered somehow. They're going to get ballots wherever they go. That's their long-term plan. They know they can't win on ideas. They need bodies. And what we learned in the last election Ballots are even better than bodies because one body can fill out more than one ballot. And I do believe that happened. It did happen. The proof's there. But again, the press needed Trump gone. And they control these narratives. Maybe that changes a little bit. Maybe now one out of 10 of the idiots you work with or know might look and go, hmm, is it possible I've been lied to about things that maybe COVID isn't as bad as I thought it was? Maybe masks don't work because Fauci said they didn't work once. So did the Surgeon General before he said they did, before recently saying he's not sure how much they work. They're not consistent. They're not smart. They're not successful. Being employed by the government in and of itself doesn't mean anything good. You better talk about the results. Otherwise, it's all activity, showing up, and getting to retirement. And unfortunately, we got a lot of people advising President Houseplant who are lifelong government shills, Anthony Fauci being the worst of them. And I talked about this months ago. He failed. He, he, it's only a guy who works for the NIH would still have a job in what he did with the AIDS crisis, what he said, what he predicted, how he conducted himself. So COVID is his chance to rebuild his legacy. And it's been a rough go of it, thank God. He is not our friend, right? This is a guy that should be out there saying what's happening on the southern border as the leader of the NIH is a crisis, but he's too scared. He wants to keep his job and then whenever he's forced to retire, wants to be invited to all the parties by all of his peers. That's what it's all about for these guys, these academics. It's making sure you're allowed to go to the country club after you finally quit your government job or your academic posting. Get tenure, get out, stay invited. That's all they care about. He doesn't care about you, doesn't care about COVID, doesn't give a shit. This little man, this little Napoleon, 
is fixing his legacy. Same with Biden. Same with all these people. It's all they care about. They're not looking to get things done. So now he's got a problem. Biden's got a problem. And he should. I'm glad. I'm celebrating it. I hope you hear it in my voice. Because we've got to attack him. We need people in all forms of media going after this man and not being ashamed to be what we are, which is MAGA Republicans. Is Trump perfect? No. But we now have a definitive line we can draw and say, hey, we know what Trump is and was, and he certainly wasn't anything like this mess. And you emotional, soft morons voted for Mr. Ice Cream because he wore aviators and he wasn't going to send mean tweets. Thanks for that. And I do see it on Twitter. I've got my Twitter account still going with Behind Enemy Lines. And there are a lot of people saying, I, you look at their, their accounts, they're Biden voters. They're, they're concerned. They've been concerned for a while. I mean, we have supply shortages. We can't, we can't find workers. People aren't going back to work. People are still collecting checks from, from us taxpayers. And some of them, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to work in a restaurant right now. You don't even know where you have to wear a mask. If you're in New York, you need a vaccine passport. I mean, starting this week, you actually have to show papers to go to public places in the Big Apple. I, I, I can't get my head around that. And, and there's just no excuse for it. That a mayor and a city council can institute these things and it's spreading. You know, it's not going to happen where some of you live, but where some of us live on the left coast, we're seeing this. And it's it's getting condescending. I mean, yeah, I'm vaccinated, but who gives a shit? I don't wear a shirt. Don't post a hashtag. It's not an accomplishment. All I had to do was roll up my sleeve. So if you want to know a really unimpressive person, like if you want, you want someone to be like, hey, how do I know you're not impressive? Post something about getting vaccinated like it's an accomplishment. It's a weak flex, man. And and I'm glad you did it. I'm, I'm for it. And I've talked people into it. Not harshly, not, con, not in a condescending way like our liberal friends do. Well, that's really effective. You're an idiot. You're a loser. Get vaccinated. Oh, well, okay, I'm a loser. I guess I'll go now. I'll go get a shot that concerns me. But since you and your, you know, your muffin top and your espresso are telling me I need to be healthy, you're saying I'm unhealthy. Even though you can't fit into pants you bought two weeks ago, I need to be vaccinated because I'm unhealthy. Otherwise, I'm an idiot. That, that compels me. I'm on my way. They really screwed that up. And Biden owns that too. Let, we can talk about that now. More people would be vaccinated if Trump were president. I don't know if you're sitting there listening to this, not vaccinated against it, not saying you would be. And it's your right not to get it. Um, if you had COVID, I can see why you don't. They've already shown that natural immunity is better. That's a recent paper. Um, I'm sure the pharma companies were real disappointed in that. Maybe if you had it last year, you'd get it. I don't know. I, I believe in it now. I got it a while ago and I was nervous. It's, it, it's, it seems to work, but it's your choice. And I'm not going to hate you for not getting it. I just don't want you to get COVID because I've seen it firsthand and it sucks. I didn't want it. Uh, and I can guarantee you, you don't either. It's getting the natural immunity for many people is well-earned. So if you're going you're gonna to bite down on that, be ready to swallow some blood. It's going to sting. But, um, you know, Biden and his people were just assholes about it. And you just, you got to do it or you suck. 
and saying it's ignorant people and you're stupid. And anywhere you go on social media, you're a complete moron if you don't get it. Surrender. Take a knee. Do what the government tells you. I mean, that's hard to do. If you have any education whatsoever, you're going to ask questions of something the government sponsors in a quick and excited manner. I get real nervous about anything the government gets behind quickly, (laughs) right? Especially when they have a chance to make any kind of money or it involves control. And so the Delta variant is now the big second chapter in COVID. It's the revival. They're excited about it. It was fairly predictable. People are going back to school. People are getting sick. The same people, if you're out there with diabetes and other health issues, you're the ones at risk. It's a respiratory virus and Delta seems to be more contagious. And if you think I'm a dick and think it's a hoax, I don't care. Don't listen. I'm not interested in you. I think you're an idiot too. Uh, just vote vote Republican. You know, I, I'll take all the stupid people voting Republican I can. We got to win on stupid because they certainly got us outnumbered on the other side. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's changing things again. Hospitals are shutting down ORs, right? They're shutting down surgery. They're, um, people are changing their behaviors. You're going to see businesses struggle again. I see more masks in areas where they're voluntary. So it just tells me something about the network of people I'm around, right? And that's really how we influence each other is the people most around us. So the fear in places like California that was bubbling all summer about Delta has come to a head. People are freaking out. And now with kids going back to school, this is a real opportunity for the moms and dads to get on their soapbox, showing their kids in perfect, beautiful, you know, couture masks like they're infectious disease heroes marching off into the battlefield bitch they're going to private school all right that you pay 20 grand a year for there's nothing brave about anything your child does on a daily basis they're totally coddled and their mask looks weak but now this we're again we're rewarding right we're showing children that there are rewards in fear now caution's good but i've seen i had a chance to travel quite a bit this summer around the united states a lot. Almost every weekend for eight weekends in a row, I was in a different city and I was in a lot of blue cities and I saw weird kids. If you've had your kid in a mask for a year, your kid is weird, almost irreparably weird. And I'm concerned about being in any space or sharing any space with your child in the future because you've created an odd fucker. Okay. They're frightened They can't make eye contact. I had one on an elevator. I was more than six feet from this child. He had his mask on and he faced the corner. It was, I mean, (laughs) it was horrifying. It was right out of a horror film. Like the ending of Blair Witch coming down the stairs and that weirdo was in the corner. Like he was in some psychotic timeout. This child did this to me for like 13, 14 floors. And his parents were standing there, and I think they were from Europe, and it was just, it was so uncomfortable. And I saw the kid walk out of the hotel. This was in Chicago. And he was afraid outside. And everybody in his family took the mask off except for him. I'd say he was seven or eight. There's something wrong with this kid now. He needs help. And I hear about this. I'm, I've, you know, I'm around kids and families and hearing, um, and I'm not around kids like Joe Biden. Just want to make sure I clarify that. I'm like, in general space, not making contact, not snuggling them, not smelling them. But I see these behaviors and there are, there are many a chance where kids can take their mask off, where they're allowed to. And if you don't, they refuse. 
saw it in a recent dance performance where there were three or four kids that would not go on stage without their mask on when it was completely authorized that they could perform without a mask. You're making your kids weird. And so fortunately in states like Texas, they overruled the, the districts. All of them were blue, blue cities, mandating masks for school that started today. They're trying to in Arizona. It's a big battle. In red states, the Constitution's going to win and kids won't have to. If you want your kid to wear a mask, that's fine. But if you're dealing with teenagers and adolescents, they're not going to comply. They're going to be they're going to have it not covering their nose. Again, this is all about activity and not worrying about results. Ventilation's important. The vaccine probably doesn't hurt if they can get it. And if you're really worried, just don't send them. There should still be online options for these schools. I do not think any of them are mandating in person. And if they are, suck it up. There comes a time, people, where little Johnny and Jane need to tie one on and go out in the world. And if they get sick, they'll get well. Keep your eye on them. Keep them home. Get them tested. This is basic. We've been doing this for a while. And so my concern, the one thing I'm more afraid of than anything, is this next chapter, this battle over mandates and freedoms, is one we can lose if we're complacent. I think we did a great job the first go-round. And I don't think guys like DeSantis or any of the other God-fearing good governors like Christy Nome or Abbott in, in Texas, I don't think these guys are going to buckle, right? They're not. They're not going to change. So businesses are going to stay open. We're going to have economies in these states. Not sure what's going to happen in New York during this experiment with passports. You know, I mean, this is just the logistical nightmare. They've been, you know, interviewing people. They're just like, I don't want to check these things. They don't know what's fake or what's real. I mean, it's New York City. You can get a fake Rolex. I'm sure you can get a fake CDC COVID vaccination card. I could probably find one in 20 minutes where I am. And so it's it's kind of an impending disaster for the fall. It's going to suck. I predict 45 days from now, we're back to one, 2,000 new cases a day and it's bubbling out. I do. That's a combination of, yes, vaccinations and just natural immunity. Uh, the Delta variant did its thing in India. It has disappeared so far. It moves quick. I think it's going to do the same thing here. We've got, we're in the 140,000 positive tests a day. It's a valid number if you want to, you know, look at trends. But, um, you know, it's not anything to fear if you're taking care of yourself. Finally, we'll talk more about this. I have not been able to, with all of this going on today, check in on our buddy Gavin Newsom. Really been fun to see him getting recalled. Way more fun than when it happened to Gray Davis. Love me some Larry Elder. If you don't know anything about Larry Elder, trust me, make sure you, you write him in. I think you write in the name of the person you want to replace. Um, cute face up there in, in Sacramento. So it's Larry Elder's your guy. He's had a radio show that I was raised on, and I almost forgot to mention Rush Limbaugh, who we lost during my hiatus, and we'll, we'll close with that. But Larry is like, he's like Rush's right-hand man. I mean, I can't remember anything I've ever disagreed with Larry Elder on. I can think of maybe one thing with Rush Limbaugh, Larry never. He's the sage from South Central, black dude, black conservative, awesome guy. I mean, brilliant man. He's actually got a shot. I mean, it's pretty incredible. If he can actually chip away at the Maxine Waters type monopoly of the black voter in Southern and Northern California, he's got a chance. Newsom's scared. He's got a bunch of useful idiots out there literally campaigning for him. 
because the polls don't look good. With COVID hitting hard, he's you know he tried to correct some of that. It's not good. He he's not consistent enough to save himself. I don't think. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll we'll be following that um, as the shows progress. We'll be back on tomorrow. And um, the reason I'm back, one of the things I was I was thinking about Rush uh, this summer. I you know I've been listening to him all my life since I was a teenager. Raised on him. I wouldn't be here when I say here believing what I believe and being passionate about what I believe to the level that I am if it weren't for Rush Limbaugh. And and we lost him to lung cancer. He was brave to the nines. I mean, this guy fought it and fought it, stayed on the show. If you listen to him the last couple years, there would be just some random breaks. He had a guest host list of about 15 people that they had to have on short notice because he'd go through chemo and he'd just have bad days. If you know someone who's battled cancer or if God, you know, God love you, if you have yourself, you know what that's like. And he was going up against a bad one. And, you know, he'd made some progress, but it was, it was, an, it was, it was rough. He was a smoker for a good part of his life. And um, he quit probably 20 years ago, maybe, maybe a little bit less, but it, it took him. And uh, I mean, his last address, his last broadcast is um, like him going to be Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, it's Americana. It's, it's incredible. Um, it made me sad to see the opportunists bash him as a racist and as a bigot. Um, I've lost some friends over that. Uh, they really weren't friends. They were people that I pretended were my friends and were pre- I pretended they were good enough to be my friends because I can actually be a really nice guy. But I drew the line at Rush Limbaugh because they were ignorant. They'd never listened to him. And unfortunately, they've been raised in a culture that just tells you what to believe. And that's what we're going through right now. We have people deciding, young people, more importantly, young people, learning do they toe the line because it's the easy thing to do or they do they do what's right? And do they learn each time they make a decision? Because they're not going to do it right every time. They're going to toe the line once in a while. And maybe sometimes that's okay. I don't want to be completely reckless. But we need to fight. We took a big loss when Trump lost. That, that hit home. But um, I've, some people I know know I do this and have asked when I'm coming back, when I'm going to do it. It's going to get better and better. Um, I was surprised to see the following I have. I haven't been on the podcast account in four months. And we're still getting daily downloads from episodes from December and January. So the content's going to be current. I'm going to stay on top of things, try to keep you updated. As this show went about 40 minutes, they'll go anywhere from 30 to an hour. And um, I'll try to stay within actionable news, do some domestic. We've got a lot to talk about on foreign policy now. No surprise that Joe Biden is doing a terrible job there. He's never been on the right side of any of those decisions. And I think we all just need to come together and figure out how we're going to make sure that our guys win in 2022. Forget the presidency right now. I'd love for Trump to run again from a fun standpoint. I hope that's the right thing to do. But right now, we need him doing what he's doing. Making statements, emboldening people, raising money. We got to take the House and we got to expand our footprint in the Senate in 2022. And if without a pandemic, if these Democrats cannot stretch it out, which they certainly will try, mark my word, they're going to try to pull this into 2022. If they can't do that, we're going to have a fair playing field for voting. With a fair playing field, the Republicans are going to take those two, uh, take the House back and take the Senate back. I have no doubt. And we're going to gain in state legislatures. 
We just got to stay after it. And we got to make sure we support people who are one, not afraid to openly fight Joe Biden and the Democrats. And two, are not afraid to align with Donald Trump. We're not going to win without him. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate the downloads and the support. And I will be back tomorrow. God bless.